0: Love Talk Radio. Well, hello everybody. This is Janice Malone. I'm the host of Film Festival Radio Show, and I have a new guest that I'd like to share with you, our recent interview. I'm speaking to a very talented young filmmaker. His name is Corey Reeder, and he has written and directed a new film short titled Smash or Pass, and it will be premiering at the upcoming Slamdance Film Festival, and he will be telling us the exact dates of airing and premiering and all of that for those of you who are attending Slam Dance, so you can have the exact location and time. This is a delightful five-minute short. It's about the world of dating. <laughs> yes, dating. The tagline is dating pool or cesspool. They both stink. And yes, they do. Well, what makes this story even more unique is that Corey Reeder, the filmmaker, is disabled. The main character in the film, she is also disabled. And it just kind of shows you a glimpse as to how dating, it doesn't matter if you're disabled or not, dating is still a cesspool in this era that we're in. And as I said, it is such a delightful film. It uh you know, it just lets everybody knows that dating is crazy. It just is. And so I know that you will fall in love with this film once it, uh, hopefully it will come to a film festival in your city. It already has won awards in so many different film festivals. Corey will be telling us more about the different festivals that has already made a name for itself and steadily doing so. So I know it's going to do quite well at Slamdance. So without any further delay, let's talk and listen to my chat with filmmaker Corey Reeder about his new film, Smash or Pass. So let's roll it and let's take a listen. Alright listeners, it is such a pleasure to chat with my next guest here, very talented writer, director. Name is Corey Reeder. Corey, welcome to Film Festival Radio Show and thank you for joining me.
1: Hi, Janice. It's great to be here. Thanks.
0: Now Corey, you have such a cute, sweet film. I I mean, but it gives a really Oh, dating is not fun, but I mean, it gives no. a really good <laughs> message, <laughs> and the film is called Smash or Pass, and it's on its way to the Flam Dance Film Festival there in uh, Utah, so it's a five-minute short, so I'm not going to spill that thunder. Tell everybody, what is Smash or Pass all about? Sure thing. Uh,
1: well, about two years ago, I went through a divorce, and I never had to update date before, and uh, uh so i jumped into this whole you know bumble and hinge and tinder and all the stuff that's out there and it was just so bizarre uh i mean it was really easy in some ways to meet people and it was also very difficult but i would sit down on these first dates and i would just ask these women across from me i mean like what's this like i've never had to do this before and all of them Janice had horror stories about guys showing up drunk or <laughs> just saying inappropriate things or being ghosted and not showing up. And I myself, I've been making, I've been working in the film industry for over 20 years, but for almost the last 10 years, I've really been focused on um, disability equity, trying to get people with disabilities in front of and behind the camera. And so I'm starting all these dates and I just get these ideas of like, God, this has gotta be really difficult if you have like a disability, if you're in a wheelchair or something. And I just kind of, like, took that idea and ran with it just to kind of, like, get out some of the yuck that I've experienced and stories that people have told me about dating. And, uh, and also, you know, I'm a homeless, hopeless romantic, so, like, at the end of it, I wanted to make sure it had, like, a nice little sweet turn at the end. So, um, so yeah, that was just kind of where the idea came up with and, and, and what I was able to do. obviously affected some people because it's getting into festivals all over the place, and I'm absolutely elated about it.
0: Oh, my goodness, you have a vacuum cleaner, and you're cleaning up on the film festival circuit. It's amazing. It is so amazing. So tell us, I mean, as I said, you're headed to uh, Slamdance, but tell us about some of the other festivals that you've uh, made a showing in.
1: Um, Well, it was made originally for this event that happens once a year called the Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge, and that's one of those things where they give you, like, a genre and a prompt and you have to make the movie within a certain amount of time. I think it's like five days. And um, and that's where it came from. And this year when we made it, it was nominated for Best Actor, Best Editor, Best Film, Best Director, um, which all of that was great. It almost it almost swept it all. But uh, just the, the nominations were great. And Josie Scott, my lead actress, um, she was nominated for Best Actor, and it was the first thing she ever did. So I'm really oh. proud about that. The one prize we did take home was for Nathan Cox, our editor. He got the Best Editor Award, which I was really proud of. Because if you watch the movie closely, you'll notice that in the edits, we also do swipes because that's how these apps work. You swipe to the left, you swipe to the right. So we we really tried to imbue the the app experience in that. Um, Other festivals is uh, Cambria, which is going to be up in Northern California. It's happening. It played at... uh, the uh, Tacoma Film Festival, um, and uh, gosh, it's, it's, it's just having this really great run all over the place right now. It played down in Australia for, uh, for I think, it's uh, uh, Focus on Ability. Um, it played at the Can- Canada Shorts, the Heartland Film Festival. Um, I think I said Tacoma. Yeah, it's just really been going, and I'm, I'm waiting to hear back from about, I don't know, 10 more festivals that are all waiting it's on it's on they're waiting to tell me whether it's an official selection or
0: not oh Corey this is absolutely fabulous and you know what it shows that it doesn't matter if the person is disabled or not uh, the dating game oh my god just like your your tagline dating pool or cesspool they both stink <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> they really do stink I, I think one uh, of the it's just so many funny, humorous moments. But when the the guy, the character in the film, wants to take, can I take a ride in your wheelchair? That was just <laughs> too much.
1: Totally, totally. So that was this thing. Um, Josie, my uh, my lead actress, she's authentically in a wheelchair. Her family mm-hmm. survived a plane crash, and she suffered a spinal injury, and so she's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And uh, following her acting dreams. But when it came to, like, I, I had an idea for the screenplay, but, uh, but I wanted to taper or, or shape the, the, the concept around her. Mm-hmm. So I started talking to her about dating, and she said, Corey, I married my high school sweetheart. I never had to do any of that stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So she's got this great lady crew of women that are all in wheelchairs. It's this dance troupe called the Roulettes. Oh. And they travel around the country, and they do performances. Um, you know, doing different dance routines in their wheelchairs and, and talking to young kids and athletes that uh, might have mobility issues or be in wheelchairs, and it's just a really positive thing. So she called out to all of them, and Janice, man, they they flooded us with crazy stories, and one of them was this dude that, like, wouldn't stop asking one of the girls, like, hey, can I ride in your wheelchair? Like, I want to ride with you. And it was just like, it just seems so creepy that
0: I uh, am yeah, yeah. What a creep! Gosh. Yeah. Who would they? And of course, the proverbial ghost stories of almost everybody that's tried to do a dating app or dating website. The ghost—I mean, the Casper ghost story—is ridiculous. Oh, yeah,
1: I—I I, I don't know. Uh, in in a, in a world full of adults, sometimes people just enjoy behaving like children, thinking it's appropriate to not even say. Uh, bye bye, or or whatever, or, or say that it's it's not a fit, you know. Yeah. Um. I I don't know why people are like that, but hey, I'm a, I'm a filmmaker. I'm not a psychologist. That's not my job <laughs> to figure out.
0: So what kind of feedback uh, have you been receiving from people out here, whether they're disabled or not, uh, and have actually lived through some of these crazy stories in the dating world?
1: You know, I've, I've like I said, I've been doing this for about ten years, and. Um, and I would, this was the first time I was really sort of nervous about the outcome of the film because I'm comfortable in all genres, especially people with, disab- with people with disabilities because I know so many, and, and I know how to punch up. You don't punch down at disability, as they say. Um, but there's a cringe element to this movie, you know, because there's a there's the cringe element to dating sometimes, you know. You show up and you're being catfished, and I've shown up on a date before, and the woman – that, I was like, that, you do not look like your pictures. In fact, you look like you just rolled out of bed. <laughs> she was Her hair was in this crazy, like, nest, and she was I, – I kid you not, Jenna, she was wearing pajamas. Oh. I was just like, this, this is how you're showing up for a date. This is wild. So there's there's cringe elements in this movie, and it really made me nervous um, to, to sort of put it out there. But after a lot of conversations with Josie and a lot of my other friends with disabilities – they all co-signed on it for me, and they're like, oh, no, man, we have, we have the stories like this and worse about things that have happened. And so, you know, I think just overall, you know, I show the dating struggle. And that to me, you know, the disability is just like an added sort of uh, level to the character. But um, I think anybody who's ever had to date, I don't know, in the last 10 years, they're going to watch this movie and just be like, uh-huh, I've, I've been through that. Mm-hmm. I, I know that feeling. I, I I've met that person, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I stopped the dating cesspool years ago. It's just like forget it. I don't even want to be. I don't have time. I'm sorry. I just don't.
1: No. <laughs> you know what? I I got I gotta say again, the hopeless romantic in me. You got the time, Janice. I got the time. We just gotta figure it out. You know, make a little smidgen of time. There's somebody out there for us all. I believe that.
0: Oh man, I'd rather go shopping, Corey. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, now, your character uh, has a – we don't want to give away too much, but I love the ending. So can you say – what about for yourself with the dating? You know, did you have a happy ending eventually or what?
1: Not yet. I'm still Uh looking, but I've gone through ebbs and flows of transitions through it. Um, You know, I've gotten on the apps and off of the apps because I've been frustrated. And right now – I'm in this really fun spot to where I don't care if I go on one date or if it turns into something a little bit longer and more special. Like every time getting out to hang out, getting to hang out with a new person is an adventure. That's just how I go into it. And if I show up and I'm being catfished, I just, I kind of laugh and I go like, all right, let me see what this person is about. I've really adopted like just a let's have fun with this and see, see where it goes sort of mentality. And when I do that, I'm not disappointed. Go figure.
0: That's true. So, do yeah. you do you see an extension of a Smasher Pass, a follow up, a full fledged feature, or television, or or what?
1: I'm, I'm glad you asked. Yeah, I would love to start developing this into a feature. I have uh, one of the things that I do want to do is because the it's a female protagonist and she's in a wheelchair. I've been talking to a couple of friends that I have that are women in wheelchairs <laughs> to be co authors because I don't want to be the the, you know, the single white dude telling a woman's story, I want to make sure I can co-author something and and add the authenticity to it. So I'm in the process of developing that now, along with a a couple other films that I'm going to hopefully be pitching to people up at Slamdance this year.
0: Oh, that's wonderful, Corey. That is absolutely fabulous to hear. So quickly tell us, how did you get into filmmaking?
1: Um, you know, I was Gen X, latchkey kid, raised in front of the television set. I, I, my imagination was, you know, consumed by whether it was, you know, Gilligan's Island or Buck Rogers or Battlestar Galactica. And and then on the weekends, uh, I'd go to the movies with my dad and it was James Bond and Star Wars and, um, you know, E.T., all that sort of stuff. So I've always just been fascinated with the way that, uh, Television and cinema have an opportunity to give us all a break for about an hour and a half from our lives and just to go someplace fantastic and feel things that, you know, we we may not normally get to feel or give us an excuse, you know, to cry if something sad happens. You know, sometimes we don't want to cry in real life, but it's acceptable in a movie theater. So, oh my gosh, I sound like the beginning of that AMC thing. Somehow heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Oh, shame on me. Anyway, uh, uh, but yeah, so that was kind of the seed and it just germinated. Uh, My dad had a Super 8 movie camera. I picked that up. I started playing with it. Uh, I had a high school teacher who had a huge film library and a video camera and he started uh, sort of educating me, me more on the process of filmmaking, the, the structure of it. And then I majored in it and got a degree, and I've just been trucking along ever since.
0: Wow, that's incredible, Corey. What a great story. What a great story. Oh, when you said uh, you up, grew up watching James Bond movies, that's, hey, my mom and I, I grew up on James Bond movies. I will sell my last pint of blood to buy a James Bond ticket. To see, oh, I just, I love all of them, every last one of them, yeah.
1: It's a it's a really fun franchise. It know? is. There's not there's there's others that are kind of trying to do it and put their own spins on it, like the Kingsmen and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they're a little bit more polished. I really, I really like what James Bond has been, and I've I, and I've enjoyed sort of surfing the different uh, the different sets of waves that each different actor brings to the to the franchise. You mm-hmm. know. Whether it's Roger Moore or Daniel Craig, like you know, whether it's serious or campy or, or whatever, wow. it's really been a fun thing to have going for all these years.
0: So, who do you think is going to be the next James Bond?
1: You know, personally, I think it would be badass as if it was Idris Elba, but what, from what I've heard, he doesn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. He might he might be a little too old for it. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I think I think Idris is fifty. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of running and jumping and hanging off of things to do when oh, you think yeah. your 50s. I think, you know, finding somebody, finding someone who's a little bit more uh, limber in their 30s would probably be a better casting choice. So, I don't know.
0: I'm nominating the guy that stars as uh, Loki, Tim Hiddleston.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's he's my he guy. good. Yeah. Besides he that. has that
1: little bit of snark in him, doesn't he? He
0: does. He's, he, I think he's British, I believe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he is. got like James has to have that that sort of wink,
0: little wink and a nudge. And, yeah. You know. Oh yeah, let's vote for Tim. And then he's a great dancer, as we can see on all those those dance shorts that they show on Instagram. <laughs> so, for sure, for sure,
1: yeah. For sure.
0: Okay, sir, Mr. Corey. Okay, we know Slam Dance is coming up. Uh, what's next for you, project-wise? Um, so back in. Gosh, what was that? 2017.
1: Uh, through the same event, the Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge, I directed a short film that played around the world and won uh, over 15 awards, called Best Friend. And it's sort of this fun. Uh, you know, it's a, a family moves from New York to Los Angeles with a young girl, with a young daughter who has Down syndrome, and it's her acclamation uh, to living in Los Angeles. Well, I've expanded that story into a feature screenplay. Um, it's very sort of fun. John Hughes. You know, uh, light on its feet, family comedy. Um, But it stars a young girl with Down syndrome and and features her whole whole special ed class. And it's got everything a normal high school movie would have. But you've never seen a high school movie that has kids with disabilities in it. So um, I'm trying to get that into production. Um, I have another film that I've optioned uh, by a guy named Mitch Hale. He's an award-winning playwright. He's written this fantastic play uh, called Last Chance Group, uh, um, and so I've auctioned that and helped him develop that into a screenplay, and that's pretty much ready, good to go. And then the last thing, and the big thing—I don't know why I always save this one for last, because it's quite an accomplishment um, if I can toot my own horn—is uh, I just finished my first book.
0: Oh, and very good. It
1: is. It's taken me four years. It's been the, the absolutely the most. Difficult thing I've ever done, a labor of love, a labor of heartache. It's called deconstructing the boogeyman, and it's um, it's a memoir about a lot of trauma that me and my family went through when I was young, and how I carried that unnecessarily for several years, and how that um, like how that affected me. I tell a lot of stories about that, and then um, and then I wrap it all up with some some monumental things that happened just four or five years ago um and how i've been able to sort of overcome a lot of the the trauma that that i've suffered and been able to actually help family members and friends as well so i'm hoping that i can get that to a publisher right now i have an editor going through it and i'm hoping i can get that to a publisher and that can hit uh you know your local Barnes and Noble and maybe help out a few more people in the world
0: oh yeah sounds very inspiring as well this oh, is good you. to hear are you finding that you know i'm looking from the outside. I don't really know the whole world of, of um, actors and actresses that have disabilities. But are you to me, it looks like there's more acceptance and more work is being offered uh, to that community. Is that correct? Or am I just wishful thinking or what?
1: Slowly but surely, mm-hmm. I would say that you're, you're, you're correct, but it's, it's still a very slow process. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when you look at the majority, the statistics of it all. 26% of the world's population identifies as having a disability. Um, so that could be a learning disability or a physical disability. Um, less than 4% have representation in films or television. So that's, you know, 20% is lacking representation. If they are represented, most often they're one-off characters or, or side characters, and those characters are often uh, non-visible disabilities like neurodiversity or um, mental health problems and things like that. So really there's a still a lot of work to do about getting people that are like low vision or blind, have intellectual disabilities, dwarfism, cerebral palsy, mobility restrictions. There's still a lot of growth to go there. Um, and for me, just to say, this is why it's really important for me to include these people in my films, because to me, their disability isn't part of the film. Like, if you watch My Body of Work, you could cast an able-bodied person in most of my movies, and I think the story would still be as poignant or funny or or dramatic or whatever. To me, it's just showcasing that people with disabilities have just as well-rounded lives or just as chaotic lives as able-bodied people. But because we're predominantly not exposed to that in media, it's, it's this subconscious othering of these people, and that needs to stop because there is no other. Like, honestly, I believe that we're all one, and by exposing audiences and including people with disabilities, we could see that it's there's nothing to be afraid of. There's, you know, anything that we do to help people with disabilities in the real world eventually will help us all because, Janice, whether we like it or not, if we live long enough, everybody's going to have a disability. We're all going to start having vision issues. We're all going to start having hearing issues. We might have mobility issues. You know, my dad doesn't, he's not as spry as he used to be. He's probably not far away from having to use a cane to move around. You know, I mean, these things start to happen to, to you know, the, the healthiest of people. So why not elevate the most marginalized and improve life for everybody?
0: So very true, very very true, Corey. Because you know, after you get into your film, I'd say for me at least, the first couple of after two minutes, that it's only five minutes, as you said, but you just really forget about the lead characters in a wheelchair. You just you're into the story, and because you want her to like, oh, what? What did this guy just say to her? And then uh, I also want to mention that you have uh, a character, uh, an actress that has cerebral palsy. And so, and she's just delightful. And again, Smasher Pass is just a wonderful film that I think everybody needs to look at. It's just, you did a really good job. You and the crew and the cast, everybody did.
1: Oh, thank you, Janice. That means a lot. I appreciate it.
0: Now, tell us when will Smasher Pass, the airing, uh, the official air uh, premiere, I should say, for Slamdance.
1: So it's showing twice up in Park City uh, starting next week. It's going to play Friday, January 19th at 845 at the Slamdance headquarters, which is going to be at the Yarrow uh, Hotel. And then Monday, January 22nd, if you're in Salt Lake City, it plays at 6:30 p.m. at the at Utah University, and I believe that's free. Um, and that'll be at the Student Union Theater. Um, all both of those times are listed on my website. Uh, so if you go to coreyreader.com um, underneath work, you'll see Smash Your Pass, and that tells people a little bit more about the movie, introduces you to our entire cast and crew, shows you all the things that we've been nominated for, and and uh, And, yeah, there's a mailing list you can sign up for, so if you do that, you know, I can keep you updated for when the film's going to play locally near you.
0: Okay, I'm going to join that mailing list as soon as we hang up. Uh, Instagram handles for you or the film?
1: Uh, Instagram is at R-M-P-L-L-C, so that's for my production company, Renaissance Man Productions, L-L-C on Instagram. And Facebook is going to be my name, Corey Reader. Pro, E-R-O, Okay. Um, or maybe Filmmaker Pro. Ooh, I should know this. <laughs> um, let me jump on the computer really quick and see what it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, Corey Reader's Filmmaker. That's it. Okay. And you'll see a picture of me in bright blue glasses and uh, an ugly yellow shirt.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Reader is spelled R-E-E-D-E-R for those who are like me. But one last thing: Will you and any of the cast members will you, will any of you be uh, available at Slam Dance for questions and answers, or what?
1: We will be. Yeah. Um, for uh, I'll be at the festival for the entire run. I arrive Thursday and I'll be there through the following Friday. Josie, our lead actress, she arrives on Friday and she'll be through Tuesday. I think she leaves. Okay. So, um, yeah, both of us will be there. We're available for interviews, conversations, collaborations, cups of coffee, handshakes, whatever, you know.
0: Dating Read horror out. stories. Bye. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> More share, share your dating horror stories with us. We can all use a good laugh.
0: Oh, Corey, sounds like you might need to do a book on some of these crazy horror stories.
1: <laughs> you might be on to something there, we I guys. really we'll think you
0: said. something. Well, anyway, again, the film is... Smasher Pass, and you are Corey Reader, and you're a very talented young man, and I just so enjoyed chatting with you, and I just enjoyed the film even more so, so please stay in touch. Uh, I'm going to join you on Instagram and Facebook there, but I just want to, you know, stay in touch with you when your book officially is out, and any other projects, we would love to continue to stay in touch with you.
1: Uh, I'd appreciate that. That'd be great. Thanks so
0: much. Okay, well, have fun It's slam dance.
1: Will
0: do. Take care. Thanks, Janice. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at FilmFestivalRadio.com.